Holly Cotton here, and I am joined today with Randy Adams. If you guys saw Randy's episode of Beyond the Fit that we had, oh, I don't know, like six months ago or something, Randy, it's been a while. Uh, I, I have to remind people that I it I am the star of this show, not Randy, me. <laughs> So everyone was so inspired by Randy's story, what he had going on. Uh, it was, you know, we had some emotional uh, topics that we talked about as well as some serious topics, how you can be the change that we need in the community, all that great stuff. So it's so nice to welcome back Mr. Randy Adams. Thank you. Thank you, Holly, for having me again. It's an honor. It's a pleasure. Just, uh, Glad to have the opportunity to be invited back onto your platform. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So whenever we had Randy on the first time, it was a few months ago, and I know uh, that you really hadn't opened up and started telling people your story about what happened with your condition. It was still kind of, you were still coming out of, I'm a survivor. I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to deal with surviving this this uh this diagnosis and and all of the things that are going on with this so for the millions of emails and comments and questions that i have gotten can you tell us again what your condition was and what it caused to happen to your face and your skin okay so uh, i'm going to say it slow this time because it's uh it's, it's honestly it's not something that you know people hear every day so uh, I'll just reiterate and I'll just, you know, say it a little slow, but it's called Purtura Fulminans. It's P-U-R-T-U-R-A. And then the second word is Fulminans, which is F-U-L-M-I-N-A-N-S. Two-time spelling bee champion. You hear that? Um, so that's what, it's, that's what the condition is called. And that's what they diagnosed me with. And basically what it caused is necrosis of my skin so it was a blood infection from an injury that I sustained from an assault um, and because of that blood infection I'm, I'm sure most people heard of the term sepsis if they haven't then that's something they can google look up it's called sepsis it's an infection it gets inside the blood it spreads rapidly and then be, and as a you know residual effect of that, as a snowball effect of that, it caused like necrosis on my face, my arms, my hand, my legs, my feet, and you know it, it shut down organs and everything inside my body. So I had to be hooked to a lot of machines to like uh, basically revive organ function and, and get you know things get that infection pump you know uh, flushed out. So or else they was gonna have to either it, well. Ultimately, I could have died because uh, I was in a, a coma the entire time. And on top of that, you know, all of the, with the organs shutting down. So ultimately, I, I could have died. Um, another worst case scenario would be they amputated all, you know, it would have been like a quadruple amputee. They would have to cut out any area where that infection was present or those limbs wasn't functioning. So that would have been another course of action. I'm just grateful to God that I still got all my fingers and toes at the end of the day, though. Right, right. Because most people that aren't in healthcare, they don't know that the fight or flight response is basically when your body 
is trying to only worry about the vital organs that you need. So they're worried about your heart and your lungs. So basically that's your brain, like that's, <laughs> that's your torso area. So right. to your body, anything else is dispensable. So fingers, toes, eyelids, noses, ears, like all of that stuff, your body's like, hey, we don't need that. We need to focus on, <laughs> right. Yeah, we, you don't need lips and eyes. Nobody needs that. Um, we, we're, they're focusing on making sure your heart is pumping and your lungs are, are able to push that air in and out. So just right. for the education for the people, because, you know, I am a nurse. Y'all forget. I, I know a little bit about something, too. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Randy. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so I know that one of the things... <clears throat> One of the things that you've had going on since after surviving was the prosthetic um, placement and and changing the colors and adding to that. And I wanted to touch on that that because I feel like whenever we did our first uh, our first um, conversation, that we talked a lot about a lot. And, but there was a lot of questions that people had. They were like, okay, well, so what is the thing? Or how do they do the prosthetic? And what, so what is it? So can you give us some insight as like where you are? Like how many times have you gotten a prosthetic, a facial prosthetic fitted? Numerous. And how, and I would just like to say, whoever did this last one, I mean, this, they, they are on point because you can't even tell you have a prosthetic on. They did skin matching. I mean, they're going to have to have you a light skin one for when you lose your summer color in the fall and winter time. <laughs> but yeah. can you tell us about that process and how that was for you going through that process? And then also, you know, like how it works and stuff. Man, I wish I could run off the camera and grab like all the masks. I should have sit in the bed and prepared for that. I got like an entire like showcase of them. Like, but, um, uh, it's been so many different series. I've had over 10 different masks though. I, I know for a fact I've had, I got over 10 of them, um, different colors, different shades. Uh, there's a there's a process of matching and matching skin and matching features and going through like 3D imaging. Uh, a lot of machines that do like the whole three, like the, does this <laughs> the imagery of your entire face i had to send it for anyone that's listening that doesn't get to see him randy's spinning around in his office chair showing how the scanner works to do that 3d <laughs> 3d imaging thank you thank mm -hmm. you thank you randy for yep. that great example <laughs> so it's like uh and it's just an it's an it's amazing technology that they use to do it i've never seen it I, it caught me off guard uh I was surprised to see that stuff like that existed. Um, but I've sent in pictures and videos of myself and they were able to, you know, basically construct these masks based off, you know, my actual features. I mean, it's not a hundred percent, but I'm still like amazed at how close they were able to get because it, it did help me. Um, but yeah, I've had over 10 different and there were, they're still currently developing new masks, like with actual, uh, looks more like actual skin texture, like porous, and they're going to get slimmer and, and, uh, just, yeah, they, they just keep developing them. They get better and better. 
Okay, that's yeah. That uh, it's interesting, and I wanted to what? Did I answer your question? Yeah, I mean, well, yes, you you did. Yes, <laughs> I was asking how the process worked, and and also how many they did, and and how was that? So whenever you uh, whenever you first, so I know it was a whole. It had to be a whole thing from you waking up to not having a face and all of that to now seeing yourself. So when, when you put your prosthetic on for the first time, did you feel a sense of normalcy? Like, how did that feel? Because like you said, you couldn't hide behind the bandages anymore. There was just your face and you didn't have nose and whatever. So how did it feel the first time whenever you were like, wow, this really makes me look like my old self again. You know, it's, it's kind of crazy because I get, questions like this a lot and I actually even though people may think I ignore like comments sometimes I skim through my comment section and just to see what people are saying whenever I make posts or whatever about different like my mask or when I take pictures with my mask people make comments like man take the mask off like or some people say you're beautiful without the mask and you know I see all of those compliments I see the, the terrible things people say too but they have to understand that uh Initially, when you're coming out of such a traumatic situation, when you're, you come out of a coma and you don't even know that this has happened to you, when you first wake up and bandages come off, you're like, oh, my God. You know, you know what you used to look like. And then for all of that to be gone, you know, for someone to give you something like this that resembles or has similarities close to what your face previous look like is breathtaking. It's an emotional experience and you become, you kind of get like an attachment to your prosthetic because it's the closest thing to you that you had to your previous self. And they don't understand that. It, 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 it makes me feel good. Like I, I look in the mirror when I, I get out the shower or something like that. When I'm, I'm getting ready for work, when I put it on, it's almost like restoration. And it's comforting because um, it, it also brings down my profile when I'm in public. So I get a lot of stares already as it is because, again, it's a guy with a mask. 24, 7, 365, like anywhere I go, grocery store, work, people are like, why is he, you know, it's, you know, little kids. Even at that, they look up like, mommy, you know, this, this just happened to me. And um, I was in line at Target, actually. And the little girl was, like, pointing, like, Mom, what's, what is, what's that? What's going on with his face? And she's like, honey, hey, stop. Like, don't do that. Like, be nice. Don't stare. Um, but imagine if I had it off. Like, the days that I didn't have, uh, the days that I didn't have a prosthetic, the days that I didn't have these masks, it was ten times worse. I couldn't keep eyes off me. So, and then it, and then people actually approach you like, hey, what's wrong? You straight? You good? What happened? You know, like all of this. So that's another thing is it's, it's more comforting of an experience for me to go out in public. It gives me, you know, like a security. It gives me protection from um, what I just previously mentioned. And also... Um, I want to like drag it out. I know we want to get to the next, you know, topic or whatever, but, 
Um, another thing that I want people to understand is that I have to be protected from a lot of environmental factors. Like it's dust, it's all kind of stuff blowing in there, allergens, pollutants that I have exposed areas underneath here that may or may not block some of that out. So it also provides, uh, you know, protection from a lot of dust, dirt, debris, pollutants, allergens and stuff like that. Um, and I need that when I'm outdoors. Like you have lips that cover your gums. I don't have an upper lip that cover my gums. So you don't want to just have like exposed gums just out in the open in the air and they drying out all of the time. You have nostrils instead of just a bridge of your nose. You actually have this part that, you know, protects you from all of that stuff going up there. You got like the little cilia hair and cilia hair and whatnot to protect certain stuff from blowing up your nose and whatnot. So, and I don't have that. So this gives me that protection that I need when I'm outdoors. Now, when I'm in the house, I really don't need it. Like, I really don't need all of that. I'm, I'm comfortable when I'm at home. And I can stay moisturized and I can, you know, do everything that I need to do. So, there you have it. Well, I and I, I'm glad that you did point that out because I know even when I posted the video that we did, um, maybe it was on Instagram or YouTube. I don't know. Lots of comments. And that is what they say. They're like, you're so beautiful. Take the mask off. You don't need the mask. You don't need the mask. And I understand totally what you're saying, especially being a healthcare professional, because obviously, you know, we're talking about people, there's prosthetic fingers, prosthetic hands, prosthetic feet, their legs. Someone gets their leg amputated. You know, they're already getting fitted for a prosthetic. So I'm glad that you did mention that about, you know, it's just, it's not only just like you feel like you have to hide or whatever, but the whole point is, is that you want to have some normalcy back in your life. And that provides you a little bit of that, you know, yeah, if I lose my leg and I get my leg amputated, yes, I want to have a leg, a prosthetic leg bag. I want to have that, that mobility. I want to have that normalcy. So people don't understand that you appreciate it. And I'm a, I'm also a cancer survivor. So I know when I woke up, you know, in the morning after my mastectomy, I was the same way. I was like, I was so worried. How am I going to feel, you know, having major surgery and not having any breast tissue anymore? What's, how does that, how does this feel? So I get it. It's like, it's just part, I think of us as, as the survivor and, and wanting to have just that normalcy. You don't want to forget it. You're not saying it never happened, but at what point is it okay for you to transition to, this is me now, like, this is how I look with the mask. It, this is how I used to look. I don't always have to look that way. So I'm glad that you said that, Randy. Good job. Let them know, let them know I'm, I'm, I'm gorgeous with the mask or without, but thank y'all for the love. What that, what that, like, whatever, like social media is not like a, it's not my reality you know, what people see online or whatnot. I still have family that love me. I still have, you know, friends that love me. They see me all of the time with or without the mask. I still live a normal life behind the camera. So um, there's, I, I have no fear. I have no insecurities or anything like that. I, I'm exactly who I am because at the end of the day, it's about, 
what's in there is the spirit, you know, and I, I, I have the same spirit that I had before all of this happened. I'm literally the same person. It's just some outwardly, you know, people, you know, they're all into genetics and the aesthetics and everything like that. But at the end of the day, who are you on the inside? That's what's really going to, what it's going to come down to if anything happens to anyone. Uh, you never know when, what, you know, what your fate is, what your day is, or when something can happen. You know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder at the end of the day. It's what's in you and who are you and how you, uh, you know, how you react to situations and how you, how you are, uh, you know, resilient through situations is, is going to be the, the true testament of, you know, who you are in those, in those situations. And I was actually going to add on to what we were saying, Randy, when I was my next question, but you actually opened the door for, for the question, because I was going to ask you now that you, because when we first, when we first talked, I know you were sort of just coming out, you were getting more comfortable talking about your story and then it kind of just skyrocketed to like rise up and you, like you became this social media star everybody wanted to hear your story. So I think that a lot of times we always say, you know, there's this pain that always pushes us to our purpose. We always find a passion sometimes by being humbled or being broken or, you know, thinking that it's one thing and then life shows us that's not where you need to be. This is what you need to be doing. So I know that you're now speaking, you're doing more things, telling your story. So can you kind of tell us about that transition from whenever you finally were like, okay, I'm, I'm more comfortable now. I'm ready to start talking about it. And now using that as a platform to be a motivational speaker as well. So First off, I want to say that there's no timeline on healing. No one can set a time or date of when you're supposed to heal. You can't do that to people. If something traumatic happens in your life, I don't care if it's a car accident. I don't care if you fell and bumped your knee. The timeline for you to heal and get over that that's that's personal like nobody can project what they believe that timeline for you should be so i did have a period where um i was vulnerable i was sensitive um i had a lot of figuring out to do i had to rediscover myself i had to do soul searching i was going through depression i was going through a lot of different things that like people don't know exactly what you've gone through behind the scenes, like the work that you've done in the dark to be able to appear to them in the light. So I just wanted to, to you know, throw that out there. But once I got to a, into, into the right space, um, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, once I got into the right place, that's when, and I, and I, and I want to thank everyone that reached out to me also, like in the, whether it's in the comments, whether it's in the DMs, uh, in public, um, in the church, that gave me like the encouragement. I did not do it alone. You know, it takes reaching out and and and, and speaking to people, and you know, and 
and you have to also find your own motivators as well. But, um, you know, once I got to that, to that, to that good space and I finally like posted something or I finally said something and I just realized like there was an outpouring of love and compassion out there and support. And I'm like, you know what? I can do this. And it was that which fueled me. Um, so now I'm, I'm in a space where again, I'm doing the, I'm doing the groundwork. Like I, I, I purposely decided that, you know, I can't help anybody else until I'm, until I'm good myself. Like I want to be in a position where I, I'm sharing my story, but an unhealed person, you know, hurt people, hurt people. You know, I can't be still having broken areas and I'm telling other people to rise up, motivate, you know, motivate, you know, drive on and, you know, get through this, get through that. Like I got to, I got to make sure I'm like really standing on business. So um, I made sure that I did all of that first, but now I'm just taking the opportunities to get out into my community. I'll reach out to, you know, sports programs for youth, um, reaching out to the, the churches, to uh, just any anything in the community where I could be of service or where anyone feels like my story can um, just instill faith, hope, uh, ambition, anything, motivation to get them to the next level. And behind behind the scenes, behind closed doors, like you, you, I, I have so many testimonies and so many stories that I can share with you from people that I've spoken with and, and changed and changed lives. So um, even the last few posts. It, last major post that I, I put up, you, you've seen me like either on the stage or at some kind of podium or like just talking to people because I'm actually doing uh, what I believe is God's work, which is I'm actually doing the groundwork. I'm, I'm wherever I can lay hands, wherever I can get in contact people with. Like I want to, I want to be able to look a young man or woman in their eyes. I want to look a grown man or woman in their eyes. I want to hold hands. I want to give hugs. I want to be able to speak to you directly. Like, I don't need to, I don't, you know, you get it, you get, you get to a point where it's like, I don't want to just keep, you know, social media, keep using social media, share, share, like, follow, comment, share. No, I want to get, I want to see you personally because there's so many, I read the comments and people say, Man, when are you gonna be here? When are you gonna be in this city? When are you gonna when are you gonna come on this podcast? When are you gonna come to this, to our church? When are you gonna come to our uh, football game or something? Speak to the kids before they go out onto the field. And I'm like, yeah, that's what really matters at the end of the day. Like, because you know that's the groundwork. That's what people are truly gonna remember you for. And that's what that's what God that's what I believe God has for me. That's that's what I believe His plans for me you know plans to prosper so i love that you randy know, or oh. i know the plans i have for you so right right but no i mean i i totally get it i i, I think I kind of struggled with that at the beginning of when my podcast started getting kind of um popular and and it was like I felt like I was always behind the scenes so that's whenever I was I, I sort of went on the path of you know media personality so now 
I'm on the red carpet, I'm doing stuff, I'm meeting and greeting, because like you said, you behind the camera, you know, you, you still want to be a, a person you want, you, you know, that's a persona that you have, but you want your, your character to also be exposed. And one of the questions that I want to ask you, and you can give me your honest opinion about it, because you're very honest anyway, right. but I, I just want to ask you because what happened to you and what you're going through is such an extreme, extreme thing, you know, like a lot of people can hide a, a deformity. A lot of people can put a t-shirt on and cover up a scar. Like your scars are just in your face all yeah. the time. And how do you navigate where people feel sorry for you and you don't want people to necessarily feel sorry mm -hmm. for you. You want them to hear your story accept your story, be inspired by your story. But I feel like what you're trying to say is, but I don't want you to feel sorry for me. I want you, I want to go out and talk to these people because I want them to see me as an inspiration, how to push you to do more. So how are you navigating that where you don't want people to necessarily feel sorry for you, but you still want your story to be told? I love that question. I love it. Um, that I, it's so crazy that like I, I I didn't even see this question coming, but I literally was thinking about this today as I was just going through some comments and whatnot. And I, I really want people to know that like I'm in a great space, like I am in a healthy space. Don't feel sorry for me. Don't feel sorry for me. Like that's. And I, and I know that you can't really tell people what to do. You can't tell them not to feel sorry for you. But I do want to uh, inform and encourage them and, and, and let them know that I am in a great space. And what the world has presented to me has, has not broken me. It's only, I've only used the circumstances to kind of turn the tables and create like a different drive in me. Like it's it's only it's created, you know, just a just a different avenue of approach because I wouldn't say I was this I, I don't honestly I wouldn't say I was this motivated or this strong before all of this happened. Yes, I've been in the military, I've 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 deployed, I've gone to Afghanistan, you know, a few times over. I've, I've done some very rigorous, extreme training in the U.S. Army. Um, and although that a lot of that made me like mentally, mentally tough and, and, you know, resilient. None of that compares to what I had to climb out of with this situation. So the fact that I'm still sitting here right now and I'm still having these conversations and I'm talking to you and I'm telling you like, I'm good. Like, I can't, I can't say it any other way. Like I got God on my side. I'm very faithful. My spirit is, my spirit is like lifted. It's elevated. Uh, I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm in better shape now than I was before this happened. I was actually. And he is y'all. He is. Cause Randy be getting it in. Like, okay. 
fight 150 pounds, you know, now I'm 190. And I never lifted. I never done any of this. You know, like I was a push-up, sit-ups, run guy. You know, I could still carry a rucksack for 12 miles. But I was never in the shape that I was in now. Like I get, I get, I get busy when I go in that gym. That's a, I'm in the, that's an arena. I'm like the gladiator when I walk through that door. So, um, yeah, I, I don't want people to feel sorry for me. I want them to learn from what I'm going through and and actually take that, uh, take my story, take my testimony, and make everything applicable to your life, everyday life, like. I would like you to wake up in the morning if you're feeling down or you down about a certain situation that you got going on. Be like, man, if he is still getting up, going to work, going down to the public, like like you said, everything is in my face. I can't have nothing. And he just full speed ahead, like beelining towards everything that's still chasing his dreams down, still chasing his goals. And I can go down my list of things that I've done since I've not even since I got out the hospital, since I woke up out the coma, everything I can go down that list, and it's this long. I never let it stop me. I never let it stop me. I never, you know, like I never wanted anyone to feel sorry for me. Just, 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 just see what I'm doing, and I hope that it inspires you to to get to the next level in your life. I hope it pulls you out of your depression, your anxiety. I hope it gets you to a place where you are in a safe space, because. Whether we like it or not, it's all around us. There's the the devil is all around us. Like there's so many things that could tempt you towards destruction. And none of us are like none of us are like you exempt from that's the whatever word I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Like not prone, but like exempt from things that temptations or uh any any form of adversity none of us are exempt from it anybody could get it <laughs> so it's a mindset thing i love that well i'm glad that you were willing me we were doing esp you were sending me the subliminal today to ask that question you're welcome Absolutely. you're welcome we was thinking <laughs> We were on one. We were on one today. Okay. Okay. I love it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, oh, so last question I want to ask you about, because I know we kind of talked about your brand rise up whenever, whenever we had our initial show. And I know that you're kind of figuring out, or you were figuring out what you wanted to do with it because it really, it, it had taken off. You were getting a lot of variety of it. And I know that you decided to kind of rebrand it and relaunch it. So tell us about that and what what the plan is for that and how we can support you with the Rise Up. First and foremost, I thank everyone for all of the support that I've gotten uh, with my brand Rise Up from day one. Um, thank you is just not enough. Thank you does not... It doesn't encompass everything that it really means to me, uh, to my family, to my strength, to my recovery, to everything that it you know helped me get through. Um, again, I started it with the intent to 
it was just the 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 entire like the acronym, you know, remember to inspire someone every day. Honestly, I never thought it would do like the numbers that it did. I never thought it would gain the attention that it did. I just it was just something I I wanted to use as like, hey, this is this is my logo, this is my brand, this is something that's uh, you know, a, a symbol of my, my strength and my motivation and my recovery and getting through it and I wanna show other people like, hey, let's rise up. Like let's you know, I was able to rise up out of that hospital bed, you can too. And that's what I wanted to do with my brand. Um, but now, you know, I had to I had to take a step back. I had some some things in my life that um, required my immediate attention. And it just kind of, I won't say it's a setback, but I, I just have to go back to the drawing board. Like sometimes you got to take a knee and drink water. Sometimes you got to, you got to take a knee. Sometimes you got to put your head down and look at everything from a macrocosmic view and bring it back into a microcosmic view and, and, and rework it. Like entrepreneurship is not like a, you know, like a shoot to stardom. You don't go from the first floor to the to the to the penthouse suite on your first shot. You know, you don't go from there to there in the first shot. Like you, some people like you got to take the steps. <laughs> you got to take the steps. You can't just get on the elevator. And that's kind of what's going on. But I have every intent and every plan to relaunch in the next two weeks. Like I got logos redone i got just a bunch of ideas that i done, that i've thrown at the wall a hundred times over and i'm i'm ready to do it ready to uh relaunch this and then i already have like a fall line planned out which is gonna drop like mid to late august all new like hoodies and sweatsuits and whatnot so that's all gonna gonna drop in the fall Okay, I love that. I love that. I love that. So, all right, sorry, sorry. That's why the website is disabled. So, because because there's nothing on there, I took everything down. Everything was sold out. First and foremost, everything was sold out, and I disabled the website. I'm like, I'm going back to the drawing board. I'm gonna come out with new product, and once I get all of the everything, like all the all the logistics, then I'm just gonna go into my back office, reload. And then relaunch. So coming soon. Hey, I love it. That means it's going to be bigger and better. Every time you, like you said, every time you get you get pushed back one step, you take five steps forward. So I love it. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. So you guys have to follow Randy on his social media. So that way you can stay abreast of when he's going to have his launch, how you can support him. He'll have all of that stuff. So anything else, Randy, that you're working on that you want to share with us that we can support you on? Yeah, like I was saying um, earlier in our conversation is I'm, I'm, I'm getting into, I'm, I'm, I'm getting into speaking more. Like um, I'm, I'm trying to get into uh, more onto the, a speaker's platform, whether it's motivational speaking, inspirational speaking, and try to engineer like social change and environmental change and, and be out to the community more. So if you want to reach out to me, uh, shoot me a DM, you can hit me at uh, the rise up LLC at gmail.com. You can follow my Instagram at uh, ran underscore rise up. 
follow my Instagram, shoot me a message. Um, and I'm, I'm looking for any opportunity to, to travel, to come to your community, to come to your events, to come to your podcast, to do, uh, to, to, to speak. So that's my, that's like one of my new focus at this, at this point right now. So, and just check in with me, just stop by my page, see what I'm talking about. I'm always trying to drop something inspirational and and share my story and and new things that I got going on. And I just hope that it motivates and inspires and, you know, and we all helping each other get to the next level. It's uh, one team, one fight. There you go. You know my hashtag, whole team whole winning, team whole team winning. I, like I love that. Well, thank you so much, Randy, for dropping in because, like I said, I got all of these messages over the last six months. Where is he at? Is he okay? Is he alive? How is he? How is he? I'm like, you know what? We're going to have Randy come on and do a follow up show for everyone who is a randy adams fan so here he is i brought him back for you guys (laughs) (laughs) he's still alive still winning still doing all of that so uh and i will have uh randy all all of randy's uh social media handles in the podcast notes so clickable links so you can follow him all of that information is in there so Thank you so much, Randy. We're gonna to have to check in on you in a few more months and see how yes, see how everything is going. Thank you for having me. I was I was out chasing my dreams. That's all I've been doing. I I, I set goals, and then I I go after them. You know, so sometimes again you got to put your head down for a little bit. But I set out and I did what I had to do. I went and got my education. I finished school. You know, so that was that was something that was on on my immediate hit list and you know finals and papers and I'm like all right. Let's get this out of the way. But so got that out of the way and uh, on to the next rendezvous with destiny, you know. So but thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Like, can't thank you enough. Oh, thank you. We love that. We love that. All <laughs> right. I know. No, Randy, you got to do oh, the other half. The, that, okay. All right. I don't know how to. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, there we go. There we go. (laughs) All right. That's Randy.